Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome everyone to Positively Trek. This is the new episode for the week of September 28th, 2020. On this week in 1973, Star Trek the original series premiered in the Netherlands with the episode Wargin Mens Uit Eerder Was. And I apologize to anybody from the Netherlands, that is probably very incorrect. But that is where no man has gone before. So, 1973, Netherlands started getting the original series this week. Uh, pretty cool. And that was the year that the animated series premiered, was in 1973. So the Netherlands yeah. is just getting the original series while the rest of us were starting to see the animated series. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. You know, we we talk a lot about how... Things like Discovery and Lower Decks, overseas markets take a while to get them, that kind of thing. Like Discovery is a day late as compared to the U.S. in overseas markets. And, you know, people kind of complain about that. But things were a lot different decades earlier where it would be years before we'd see uh, any of these shows getting to overseas markets. And I mean, it kind of remains to be seen as to when overseas will get lower decks, but I have to imagine it's not going to be as many years as it took like the original series or the next generation to make its way over there. Well, and it was also different back then because you didn't have the internet. So you weren't getting spoilers. It's not like people in the Netherlands That's true was too. like, Oh great. I'm hearing all these people talk about on Twitter and whatever. And it's like, they may not <laughs> even be in, been aware that there was a series of Star Trek out there. Most people probably didn't know. So yeah, it's, it's interesting how, much things have changed in just a few decades, for sure. Well, as I mentioned, this is Positively Trek. I'm Dan Gunther, and with me, as he is every week, is Bruce Gibson. So, Bruce, how are you doing today? You know, as always, I'm doing well. I mean, I would say most of the time I'm doing well. You know, I just always look forward to this moment, because I do enjoy talking Star Trek with you. Um, I mean, I don't get to talk to that many people about Star Trek. I mean, I do, like, online like chatting like but not just like voice conversations like this yeah it's always fun i mean i have i do have friends that like star trek but of course there's a lot less uh socializing these days due to things going on in the world so it is so nice to just be able to sit down for half an hour with a good friend and and talk about really cool things going on in the world of star trek yeah and you know we both get giddy about it exactly exactly well there are a few things going on this week that we want to talk about and i think i'm going to start with uh this report coming out that star trek discovery season four has apparently started filming and this is thanks to a photograph that has been posted initially by mo caliph and retweeted by toronto filming 
of a sandwich board saying Star Trek Discovery Season 4 Cast and Crew Entry Gate 2. And this is apparently taken outside of Pinewood Studios in Toronto. So I've heard some different explanations of this. There's some people disbelieving this online, some people uh, putting a lot of stock in this photo. What do you think of this? Do you put stock in what we see here? Is Star Trek Discovery Season 4 actually filming, even though we should say it has not been officially announced yet by CBS? I mean, somebody went out of their way to create the sign if it's fake. I mean, I don't know why they would even bother and then find a place that looks like it's outside of possibly a studio. I've been outside of Pinewood Studios in Toronto, and... I don't remember exactly what it's like, but I do remember a fence as like we're seeing in this photo. So it certainly could be as to what they're really doing. I mean, I'm a little surprised, I guess. It wouldn't surprise me to see the sign in normal circumstances, but with COVID, I would think there'd be production delays and they wouldn't be doing anything like this right now, but maybe, I guess maybe they are. I mean, at least if what, here's what we need to do. We need to find where is the cast you know, like, are they in Toronto right now? Because it says cast and crew entry. And we need to find mm-hmm. out. This is how we can confirm. Are they in Toronto right now or are they somewhere else where they live? Well, I do know based on tweets that Wilson Cruz and Doug Jones are both in Toronto for sure. Okay. Uh, also, I will say that, yes, filming has resumed generally in Canada. Uh, Toronto has opened back up. Uh, we don't have a wave two really starting yet, but, uh, with the precautions and mask wearing and all that kind of stuff, apparently COVID has kind of been kept under control a bit more in Canada than in the U S and, uh, some filming has resumed with, uh, very stringent precautions in place. So I don't know if we'll see any like, you know, intimate love scenes. (laughs) I don't know what those stringent precautions would be and what that looks like on a set but apparently they are filming with those precautions in place now well doug jones is probably there saying i'm very comfortable with being here right now because i'm always wearing a mask (laughs) exactly (laughs) the saru mask of course that's what that would be but no to your point knowing that information then yeah i mean i i'm pretty confident that this means that they're filming or getting ready to film and based on what you just said even more so now and here's the thing these shows take a while to produce it's one thing to shoot it it's another thing then to edit and all the special effects and everything that goes into this they really do want to get this started as soon as possible because once you have these seasons pumping out you do not want a year or two gap Well, I should say maybe not a year, but you don't want like a two-year gap between season three and four. It's going to lose momentum, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're trying to fill up holes with something Star Trek all the time. So if we're not on Lower Decks, we're going to be on Discovery and stuff. So now the question becomes, what about Picard? Are they getting ready to start filming Picard? And now that's usually done in Southern California and the restrictions there are more restrictive right now than they are in Toronto. So... I wonder when that's going to happen. Yeah, that's a really good question. I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, certainly, I don't think there weren't. I don't think there were any timelines given during the panel uh, for the Star Trek Day Picard panel. I don't think they brought that up at all. But that that is certainly an interesting question. 
I will say also just with regards to this photo of the the sandwich board as well, some people online were saying, well, it's photoshopped. It's a photoshopped picture. It's not actually there. I want to I want to point out that uh, Ket Walski, another Star Trek YouTuber who maintains a significant online presence, did ask about this. And there is a tweet and I'll link to it in the show notes as well as this original tweet where he got somebody to film video of this sign and you do see the surrounding area and it does match uh, a lot of what we know about the Pinewood Studios. People have been commenting, oh, those blue pillars that you see in the video, I, I know those, those are on the side of the building. Here's a picture of the building kind of thing and stuff. And it's a, it's a moving video and you do see the sandwich board in the video there. So, uh, you know, I, I guess you can say, yeah, you can fake stuff like that in video nowadays as well. But I think we've got quite a lot of proof that this is actually a real sign, if nothing else. Yeah, and I saw that video. So, that, I mean, that does confirm it's not Photoshopped. Yeah, for sure. And I so, mean, I don't know. Who who got this photo? I mean, are they, are, are this, is this person like really into Star Trek or something? And I mean, it, it, I mean, I'm just kind of trying to look through this and, it doesn't seem like this person would take the time to do this because they don't look like they're really a big part of the Star Trek community. I don't like, because I mean, somebody who's going to do something like that probably has a history of doing things like Mm -hmm. this. It looks maybe like he's more into just filming interests around Toronto or something. I'm not sure. Which would make sense in this case. So yeah. You know, there's one way to know anybody who's listening right now that lives in the Toronto area Swing by Pinewood, drive around, see if you see the sign or something else there, and then send us a picture, or better yet, video, because then someone can't say it's been Photoshopped. Just a quick video of what you're seeing, and uh, we'll call it out here on the show, and it'll be breaking news. There you go, yeah. Um, and I'm also not too worried about them having not officially announced anything yet. I've noticed just from the past few years that the next season of Star Trek Discovery, they tend to announce that it is coming usually partway into the airing of the previous season. So we learned that Star Trek Discovery would have a season two when we were about a third of the way into having season one air. And then the same thing happened during season two, they announced season three. So I honestly think they're just kind of holding off on that announcement until, you know, the media people probably decide they can get maximum coverage of it or something when people are talking about discovery and, and getting it rolling that way. That that's my guess. I have no idea. I'm not a part of that marketing world, but no, I that agree. seems to be the pattern. I agree. You're right. That's the pattern. And then, so what, why do they, you know, just because they're starting to film a new season, they need to make an announcement about it. I mean, they don't need to do that. I mean, especially if you're going in early and especially during this time, Right now, like you said, they there could be a second wave of COVID in Toronto. They may not even know if they can complete the season. So it's it's probably even a lot much of a how are we going to approach the season? How are we going to do this? They're you know talking to the cast and crew. This is how we're going to approach this. This is how we're going to do it and see how it goes. And once they're well into this and things are going well and they're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, and then they get season four, you know taping or filming has begun and you know episodes to come out in 2021 late 21 or 22 if they want to make that kind of announcement yeah yeah definitely i i mean like i brushed my teeth this morning but i didn't announce it 
So you just did. You just. Did. I just did it. I'm glad you brushed your teeth this morning because it smells great. <laughs> you know, it's funny, and and this is totally an aside. Just the world of podcasting. Like every once in a while, I'll have like eaten a meal or something, and then I'm like, oh, I've got a podcast with so and so. Oh, my breath is horrible. I better brush my teeth or or something. Like for half a second, that goes through my brain. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So we don't. For those who may not know, we don't record this in person. Bruce and I live very far away from each other and we do this over Zoom. So we're we're not communicating. We're not up in each other's faces. We're not in the same room or anything like that. So, yes. But it still feels like it sometimes. Yes, because we're like sitting across from each other virtually because we can see each other. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I got a podcast. I got to put pants on. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> No, I do wear pants. Absolutely. Don't worry. <laughs> nah, we have no way of knowing I that. I could stand so. up right now and prove it. Mm-hmm. I'm, you're not going to, though, because I don't think you're wearing pants. I'm wearing pants, and it is the morning. I'm still in my PJs. I'm wearing a Superman pajama pants. Oh, that's awesome. I'm I'm just wearing boring jeans. So <laughs> I have a Batman shirt on, too. So. Ooh, that's cool. A plain black shirt on. I'm really boring today, man. <laughs> I sleep excitingly. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Well, another thing that we want to talk about today is some exciting new Star Trek novels that have been announced for 2021. And as you probably know, listeners out there, Bruce and I are big into the literary world of Star Trek. And for years, we hosted the Literary Treks podcast, and now we have the Positively Trek book club. So it's always great to get news about new books coming and especially with kind of some changes that seem to be coming to the world of Star Trek novels from Simon and Schuster and some new and interesting things that they're doing, which I guess you could almost say are some old and interesting things they're doing because with this announcement, it looks like we're getting novels that are set during the run of the series, Star Trek, the next generation and Star Trek deep space nine. So on Star Trek.com, We got an announcement of a couple of new books coming in 2021. The first one, Star Trek Deep Space Nine Revenant by Alex R. White. So Revenant, like I said, by Alex R. White will center on Dax and Kira. And it doesn't outright say it here, but I mean, it has to take place during the series, right? Because it's Jadzia, Dax, and Kira. So sometime between seasons one and six, I guess. I'm assuming, yeah, it has to be if Jadzia Dax. It's not Ezri Dax, it's Jadzia Dax and Kira. So, yeah, it has to be during mm. the series. Yeah. So, not a lot uh, said about this novel other than the characters involved, but we do also have a second novel announced Star Trek The Next Generation Shadows Have Offended by Cassandra Rose Clark. And this one will focus primarily on Deanna Troy and Dr. Crusher uh, and with a little bit to do with Worf as well, apparently. And I've seen online she's commented that there will be some element of the the Troy Worf romance in it, which is interesting. And uh, this this story is set during the seventh season of The Next Generation. So we get a pinpoint of exactly where in the series this happens. So I don't know. What do you think of this announcement? Are you excited for these novels? Uh, a little bit, because I, I have several things that going on in my head right now. So, um, new authors to the Star Trek universe, 
I'm excited about that because I like to hear new voices, like to see how they approach it. Also get a little worried because they've never written in the Star Trek universe. So I hope I like what they write. I'm sure I will, but you know, you just don't know what to expect. So I'm anxious to see what they come up with. I mean, these are proven authors. They just haven't written in Star Trek before, and I'm not familiar with their writings. The other thing is, this is proving what I have been speculating about the novels, and that is we're going to return to the timeline of the series, of within the TV series. Because now that we've had Picard and the after-post-nemesis eras change from what the novels have done, we're still getting a few novels that are going to take place in that post nemesis timeline in the novel verse but if you're going to have new novels of the next generation in deep space nine they're not going to play in that timeline that they create that continuity post nemesis in the novels so they could do that in the timeline created by star trek picard but i have been assuming that this is what they would do is instead of post nemesis pre-nemesis and especially yeah. with Deep Space Nine, you're going to keep it probably within the series and not after. And Next Generation, you could go into the movie era, but we're turning back to that. So that could be a good thing and a bad thing. See, I told you I got many thoughts because I think we're going to get one-off stories and never get really any continuity stories where one book leads into another and they're all connected and so we're going to lose that continuity feel between novels i think there might be slight continuity between them but the stories aren't going to be connected but i'm also excited to see a team up of jadzia dax and kira narice together a story about them i'm excited to see uh troy and crusher together so i i mean i'm really interested and i'm glad we're getting new novels but i you know it's just going to be a little different dan it's just going to be a mm-hmm. little different yeah, I agree. It, it's definitely, I think, a pretty big sign of a of a big shift in how the novel verse is going. And like you said, that's kind of inevitable. We've got new Star Trek being produced, and they don't want the books to contradict that because the books aren't canon and and never have been, never will be. They don't want to, you know, step on the toes of any ideas or directions they want to take the prime timeline, I guess, and. I feel like we will see books in that post-Nemesis era, but I feel like they will be under the Star Trek Picard banner. Like, Agreed. A lot of the books we've gotten for Star Trek Discovery, for example, have been prequels to that series. And the one Star Trek Picard novel we've gotten so far was also a prequel to that series. So I feel like, you know, I, I feel like the Seven of Nine prequel to star trek picard is going to be a novel they're going to do at some time at some point like that's just to me feels like a surefire you get jerry ryan as seven of nine from star trek picard on the cover of a novel i'm sure that's going to come but you know for the most part yeah this shift back to books set within the series i think is maybe where things are going to be going from now on or for at least a little while, you know, the, the old idea of you take the toys off the shelf from a known era, you play with them and you put them all back on the shelf at the end of the story, which in some ways is unfortunate, but in other ways, I think, you know, it's, it's fun to revisit these eras and anytime the novels have revisited that era, I've really enjoyed it. So, you know, looking forward to some good things for sure. 
Well, and that's the other thing. I wish we were always having a mix of that, where we had things in the post-Nemesis timeline in the novel verse, but then I also wanted some one-offs that took place during the series. Because when you get the novels for the original series, the majority of the new novels seem to take place in the five-year mission during the TV series. You know, some will take place in the movie era, but many of them during the original series. And Simon Schuster has said, hey, those sell better when they mm-hmm. take place during the five-year mission. I'm like, well, that logic, it would then the next generation novels should taste, should sell better if they take place in the seven-year period of the series and Deep Space Nine and Voyage and so on and so forth. So we're going back to that. I think that for at least for the next several years, any TNG book, Deep Space Nine book, Voyager book are all going to take place pre-Nemesis and any novels that take place post-Nemesis are going to be branded Star Trek Picard or whatever TV series may be on at the time that takes place after Nemesis. So that's, and I think that's the same for comics too. Yeah, that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. I mean, there's something to be said for a bit of a nostalgia trip too. Like I, I, I like the old series set, set during that, especially TNG and, you know, TNG now that we're a few decades on is kind of in the place that the original series was at the time. So I I feel like this could be a Renaissance. Like you said, the, the TOS five-year mission books sell really well. I think we're at the point now where a lot of people who grew up during TNG are analogous to the people that bought a lot of Star Trek novels set during the TOS five mission, five-year mission, you know, 20 years ago kind of thing. So yeah, I think there's definitely something to be said for that. So really, the only series that we can go beyond the last episode at this point in novel and comic publication would be Star Trek Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Well, in the original series. but Yeah, that's true. They tend to not do that so much, but yeah. And so I'm, I'm giving a call out for more post-Enterprise novels. That will be until the announcement in 2021 of the new series coming on CBS All Access, Star Trek Rise of the Federation. (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too, for sure. Well, with that in mind, with this kind of change in how the novels are going, are there any like particular novels or ideas that you would like to see now that they're going back to like the series, are there old storylines you'd, you'd want to see them pick up again or any characters that we haven't seen for a while that you'd want them to kind of drop in on or anything like that? I have a bunch of ideas. So I'll, I'll just touch on one that I don't think I've mentioned anytime recently. I think we should go back to lost era novels, that time between TOS and TNG. I think we should explore more of that time and build a novel universe during that time where books are interconnected and you bring in characters like, you know, Sulu, Spock or whatever from the, uh, from TOS and then earlier versions of characters we've seen in TNG, whether they're Klingon or Romulan or a younger Picard or whatever, and really have some epic story, like pick a 10 year period and do a bunch of novel. This they're not going to do this, but <laughs> I would love to see something like that. That this is the this is the glue that ties in the twenty third century with the twenty fourth century with some big epic event that ties in all these different properties in some manner. So I'd love hmm. to see that. That would be cool. And at the risk of you know bringing Star Trek novels back to what they have been for the last couple decades. 
in that time period, you've got Elias Vaughn as well. So you could yes. kind of tie it into that old novel verse. And, uh, you know, Curzon Dax too. Dax was yeah. kicking around at that time. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun for sure. There's a lot of opportunities there. And, you know, we recently had some novels based in the Kelvin timeline. And I enjoyed the novels, but they're not what I'm looking for. I still want something that builds the universe of what took place at the time that the Kelvin met the Narada up to the time that Kirk joined Starfleet, like what was happening during the Federation at that point, you know, that period of time and what was going on with on Vulcan. And like, I, I want to know more about that time period or That's even cool. a prequel novel of the USS Kelvin. Hmm. That would be interesting. Yeah. I I'd want to learn a lot more about captain Robau and his first officer, yeah. George Kirk. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see now Una McCormick is one of my favorite Star Trek novelists and the way she writes Garrick is amazing. We've gotten a lot of novels from her recently about Garrick's time after Deep Space Nine as Castellan and and that sort of thing of Cardassia. I would love to see a novel by her set during the series kind of like Hollow Men that uh, shows us Garrick during that time, during like when we know him and mostly because I want to see him and Bashir go on some kind of crazy caper that uh, Una McCormick creates that takes place during the deep space nine series. I, I Garrick is one of my favorite characters. I want to see more of him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we recently have a comic that had Garrick and Bashir and Odo, and that played really well during that deep space nine TV series era. So yeah, I, I mean, definitely. Yeah. Let's get more Garrick. I like maybe some one-off or having two or three characters together just on something like we're getting with the Kira and the Dax novel and the Crusher and the Troy novels. Like, during those times. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Gosh, now I really want to go back and look at some of these series and think, gosh, you know, can, can we put something in between these two episodes that tie them together and put a novel around that? That would be so mm -hmm. great. Yeah. And this, this one popped into my head a little while ago. I have no idea why I want to see this character in particular one-off character from Star Trek, the next generation, uh, last week's episode of Lower Decks, we figure there was a reference to the actor Saul Rubinek, who played Kivas Fajo in the TNG episode, The Most Toys. He's the collector that captured Data and held him. I have no idea why I want to see a novel around this character, but I do. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I don't That's know what so he obscure. Would... I wouldn't not expect that to come up <laughs> yeah like maybe there's something going on and he's in prison and they they need to like consult with him and bring him on a mission because i don't know some something's happening that he has some expertise about or something i i don't know i i just i that character is really fascinating to me you know it there isn't really much to go with on this but i would almost like to have a novel or a short story that is that takes place when voyager visited deep space nine Hmm. In its pilot episode, when you see Harry and Tom in Cork's bar, like I, I, every time I've watched that episode, I always think, well, what was Janeway doing? Was she meeting with Cisco? And but I mean, there isn't really much to go on there. But it was just like I was just like a novel of just like, hey, some of the Voyager crew hanging out with the DS Nine crew. That's interesting. Yeah, I like it. I mean, you could build some story like something happened during that time that we just never saw on screen, but. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. 
you've got my gears turning. I'm, I would be interested to see what that looks like. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to put it out there to our listeners. Are, are there any Star Trek story ideas that you would love to see in novel form or comic form or anything like that? Let us know. Tweet to us at Positively Trek on Twitter, or you can email us PositivelyTrek at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Kurtrats. That's K-E-R-T-R-A-T-S. You can also find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Productions, and also join up with us on the positively trek discussion group on facebook just search for positively trek on facebook and we will let you right into the group and you can find me on twitter i'm at admiral underscore rex i'm also on instagram i just don't post that much but i'm on there every day looking at stuff but on there i'm admiral rex no underscore some other guy took the underscore it's a whole long story and then um <laughs> Then, uh, yeah, I'm also on the Star Wars report every once in a while. Probably, you know, every month I'm on at least one episode. So that's where you'll find me. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for listening. This has been another great week of positivity in the Star Trek universe. And we do really appreciate each and every one of you out there. So thank you once again. And until next week, as always, stay positive. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.